Was getting out of it worth the work? Oh, God, yeah. What's shaking? Welcome back to All In. I'm your host, Rick Jordan. You're going to want to share this episode out, and I'm going to ask you to right now, to everyone who's listening, at least three people, because this is going to be so important today for everyone to hear, and you're probably going to pick out about 10 people in your head that's just like, oh, I know somebody who's going through that. I know somebody who's going through that right now. They need to wake up. They need to wake up. Because my guest today was a college dropout and a single mom who went back to law school, then rose to becoming one of the top divorce attorneys in the country. And now she helps negotiate with narcissists through her online programs, help people negotiate with narcissists, their narcissist partners, whatever, through the programs and the YouTube channel and her podcast. This is episode number two. Welcome back, Rebecca Zung. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I always love spending time with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We've done a lot of fun things back and forth over the past couple months. I've been on your live, you know, to for uh, cybersecurity related to divorce and relationships. You are a favorite of my audience. And my oh, thank community. you. Love you. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. There's been a lot of people that have reached out over that too, that I've just tried to help them through a lot of things. Cause it's, uh, I love giving the advice, you know, as I'm sure you do too. You know, a lot of my services are B2B. It's not really like to an individual. So when those came in, like we were talking, you know, like w with your show, when you were on the Ed Milet show a little bit ago, you know, it was hundreds of messages from doing the live, just trying to help people out, even to where it was just interesting. And th this will lead in good to our conversation too. Like one scenario was this person had influence and the ability to do things like wiretaps on phones, you know, or certain recordings in the house. And it was like, how do I get away from this? So it's, you know, even like on the mobile phone, you know, to on a cell phone, it's like, well, first, you know, get away from an Android or get a, and go to an iPhone because it's more difficult to do that. Second, you're going to have to communicate through something like signal to have completely private communications. But my point in this is that this stuff happens. And this is, how the people that you help, the, the types of individuals that they're in a relationship with think, and it's oh, yeah. sick. So much so. I mean, and, and not just in personal relationships, business relationships too. Yeah. I mean, the, the way they operate in their romantic relationships is how they operate in their business relationships as well. It's so intriguing and in how that carries over and crosses over in that aspect too. Totally. I mean, they're the same. I mean, they're very paranoid people. So they act the same regardless of whatever relationships they're in. They don't trust people. So that, that, that's how they are. I mean, they're very controlling uh, and, and, you know, extremely toxic to be around. They, they're really scarcity mentality to the extreme. Mm -hmm. and, and the way I like to look at it is like, they're almost like people who are like, you know, as if, it, it, you know, if you're like a person who's starving or, or you're, you know, massive survival mode at all times, you know, you're not going to want to give anything to anybody else because you just feel like you, you, if you give to anyone else, 
then you're not going to have. And that's kind of how they walk around at all times. Wow. That's a, uh, for everyone listening, we're, this, we're talking about narcissists or those qualities, those character traits. And coming from, we talked a little last time about my experience, even with uh, in the church realm, because there, there's a lot of pastors that are this way. It's that type of position that's prone to that, similar to politicians. Uh, but then I, I had a scenario with a business partner in the past, too, that was like this. But yeah, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Relationship-wise, though, because that really hits home for a lot of people. And is there a way, because you know, being part of the conversations that we've had, and I'm active in your group too, I see a lot of the scenarios that pop up and they're asking, what do I do with this? You know, and I'll see even a lot of text messages, that, like screenshots of text messages that will come up when it comes to dealing with the kids. And some of the messages are just so out of this world from these individuals, almost like they're disassociated from reality. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, they're always um, trying to get their narcissistic supply. So whether they're sending text messages, whether they're sending, you know, they're, they're just speaking to you, you know, whatever it is, they're always trying to get that narcissistic supply. They're constantly trying to trigger and goad people into, um, you know, uh, an emotional response, regardless of whether it's a romantic relationship or a business relationship. So, um, and 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 the the reason why they do that is actually a, 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 a several layers deep, by the way, because by triggering you and goading you, it, it, it number one, they're testing you to see if. They have control over you, by the way. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a way of seeing, is this person a good form of supply for me? Are they a good target? Are they a good victim? Um, so that's number one. Number two is they actually just get off on it. They think it's funny or you know they actually enjoy watching people squirm intimidating them and controlling them number three is they when they get those responses a lot of times they can use those responses against you down the road you know whether it's in a court or you know, if it's for work or, or whatever, you know, anything you write becomes something that can be used against you at some point. Wow. So there's there's many different layers to why they're trying to trigger you. So if I'm hearing you, the, the first one is they're they're trying to poke you, whether it be embarrass you, just get a rise out of you just to push your limits and find out where your threshold is so that they can gauge how much control they can have over you to see if they're a good match to feed themselves. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, it, early on they're conditioning you because they want to see if you're going to be a good source for them as far as a good source of supply, a good target for them. And then you allow yourself to be conditioned to a certain extent and you don't even realize it's happening. You know, you're over there thinking, well, 
you know, I don't want to rock the boat, uh, you know, or sometimes I think early on, at least for me, when things were happening early on with the business relationship I was in, I was like kind of confused to like, well, what's going on here? Or maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into this, you know, uh, there's other signs that point to the fact that this person is actually very nice, that, um, that maybe they are a person of integrity. So maybe I'm misreading things, you, you know, you, yeah. you start to question your own mind. And so you do let th things go. And, and all of that is like kind of the process of conditioning you early on in the relationship. And so they start to see, you know, they're testing you to see if you're going to, how much they can get away with early on. So interesting. Cause it, it almost sounds like when you're in that state, cause yours was with a business partner from what you're explaining. And it almost seems as though they can kind of convince you that it could be because you're thinking like maybe this person is a person of integrity. It's almost like they're trying to get you to doubt yourself and your own instincts. Is that accurate? Oh, 100% they're trying to get you to doubt huh. yourself because they'll say things to you like, I am a person of an integrity. I am so, nobody is more honest than me. I mean, they'll actually say that to you right to your face. I mean, and, and they'll even do things that make it seem like they're super honest um, early on in the relationship that, that, you know, that make it seem like they are. And, and so when they start doing things that don't seem to, you know, where it, it doesn't harmonize with what you know to be true or whatever, it, it gets very confusing. And then they start to do things that are really passive aggressive. And then they start to gaslight you where you actually aren't, you know, um, you, you know, believing what you're seeing or, 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 or what they're saying isn't harmonizing with what you're, um, what you know to be true. And, and, you know, and then, then that's when you start to think you're going crazy and, and they want you to think you're crazy. Yeah. Then you're in a position to where it's, you're controllable and that's a, oh, 100%. yeah which is what they want because that's when it you know when when you start to think that you're going crazy that's when it weakens you and destabilizes you and that's when they have a lot more control over you can you can you give me an example or just maybe elaborate unpack it a little bit when you think you're going crazy what, what does that look like how do you show up in those moments well i mean it'll it'll be something like um, you know, over time, it'll happen many times. But for example, um, you know, it doesn't seem like much when, when I give one or two examples, but when it happens a lot over time, it seems like a lot. I mean, it, it, you know, it becomes a lot. So for example, it might be, um, you know, I'm going away with the guys this weekend. Oh, you're going away this weekend. This weekend is our anniversary. Uh, how, why would you go away this weekend? It's our anniversary. Oh, I, we talked about this. You agreed. Uh, we never talked about this. Oh, yeah, we had a whole conversation about it and you agreed. Uh, we never had a conversation about that. Oh, yeah, we totally did. You don't remember? 
and, and they say it like so sure, like we absolutely had a conversation about this and you absolutely agreed. And, 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 and you're like, we never had a conversation about this. And then it happens like that over and over and over again. That is gaslighting. Yeah. Making you question your own reality. That's, exactly. Oh my goodness. Uh, you're amazing at helping people at bringing awareness to this. And then with your programs, you also help people get out of this too. You know, what's that first step? Cause it, you know, there's gotta be moments to where I would think to where you start to realize, realize that, Oh, this is a toxic relationship and this person is not a good person. Uh, or maybe they're. I think that's actually the first step. I mean, I think the first step really is starting to realize, wait a minute, this person is a narcissist and just, you know, starting to watch videos like mine or other people have yeah. out there and realizing the, the signs of what a narcissist is and, and starting, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about, uh, an, a, you know, PTSD from narcissism is that people, once they start to realize the type of relationship that they're in, they can actually heal much faster because they start to realize, uh, oh my God, I I'm actually not crazy. This actually is a thing and it's actually called gaslighting and it, there's a name for this. And th th this is, uh, uh, it's called narcissism and it's called narcissistic supply. And there, there's names for all of these things that have been happening to me. And there's, and, and there actually is a term for energy vampire. Like that's why I feel like the, the life has been drained out of me. Like, there's a thing that's actually called that. I mean, and, and that's actually the first step because when you can start putting some space between the, the, the stuff that's been happening to you and, 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 and you and actually observing it almost as a third party, it, it, it actually is the first step to healing. And then you can go into, okay, now what do I do? But that's really the first step. Yeah. And then from there on, you, I, I would hope that you could start to formulate an action plan. But oh, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like a lot of this, from what I'm hearing, you can take time to. Is that correct? To where it's, you're in this mode to where you just, it's almost like in a state of disbelief. You know, because if you get into business with somebody that who's this way, it probably takes time and you're like, t almost like tallying up things over the course of time. It'd be like, you know, the, is there this clicking moment, like a tipping point after a certain period of time? And what do you see typically with your clients to where it's like that light bulb goes off and it's like, wow, I am coupled business or, or remote romantic relationship with a narcissist. Where's that tipping point? Well, I think, you know, for me, I didn't even realize that the person that I was in relationship with was a covert narcissist until I was actually already out of the relationship. Oh, wow. I just knew that I needed to be out of the relationship. I just knew that uh, this was not serving me anymore. And um, those people who follow me on a regular basis know that I had this like moment where I was in Maui, like 
couple of years ago now. And I was at the top of the mountain in Haleakala. If anybody's ever gone there, you should totally, if you ever go to Maui, you should totally, you need to get up at sunrise and you need to go do this thing. This is definitely on your bucket list. And yes, you have to get up at like 2.30 in the morning. And it's like, and I'm not a morning person either, but you definitely need to do it. Um, and <laughs> like you get up and you go and it's like it's like 90 degrees down at the bottom of the mountain it's like 30 degrees up, up at the top and you, you have your blankets and everything and it's it's unbelievable this uh experience up there the, the view the it, it's just like heaven on earth unbelievable so i'm up there and it's gorgeous and it's heaven and it's it, I, you can't describe how beautiful and I'm I'm thinking and I'm looking and I'm with my family and my 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 daughter and my husband and it's it's stunning and it's heaven and what am I thinking about I, I had this thought about this narcissistic business partner came creeping in and all of a sudden it hit me and I thought no 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 you don't get to be here you do not get to be here with me in this moment. And it's like, I just had this moment of like, no, you don't, you, you don't get to be here. And, and I just realized in that moment, like I have a choice and I just decided in that moment that um, if I am thinking about that or her or that situation or what's going on with that, then I am not in creation mode. Like I, you can't be in both at once. And I just made a decision at that time that I was going to create a plan to get out of that situation. It was a very tiny little thing anyway it wasn't even making any money but it was like enough to make my life crazy mm-hmm. and i was Sounds like, like my scenario <laughs> yeah and um i was just decided i was going to write my second book which ended up becoming negotiate like you matter and i made a plan for that and i made a plan to get out of the, that situation that business situation and i just came down from that mountain and i was like this is it i'm i'm creating a plan for my life and i'm going to remain in creation mode i'm creating a plan to get out of this i'm going to only going to think about that when i have to think about that and every other moment i'm dedicating to creation mode, using my gifts from God to help other people. And that's what I'm doing. And I, from there, I wrote Negotiate Like You Matter. Robert Shapiro ended up coming forward and offering to write the foreword for the book. And from there, all of these other things have flowed that I've ended up doing in my life. And um, I can't say I easily got out of that relationship. It was, you know, it's never easy to get out of a relationship with a narcissist, but I did end up getting out of that relationship. And I just remained focused on, you know, you you can't be in both places at once. You're either in victim mode or creation mode. You you can't be in both. So I I just Hmm. made that decision at, at the top of that mountain and, I really try to stay focused ever since then. Wow. Was getting out of it worth the work? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That's... I mean, that was so miserable. It was the most horrific. I mean, that, but the, this is the thing. Like, when I speak about negotiating with narcissists on my YouTube videos and, in, you know, you know, on these 
you know, interviews or whatever, people can feel my authenticity. I know from where I speak, I, I've lived it. I know it. And, and I can say to people, listen, I'm a lawyer. I certainly, you know, nobody's fool in a lot of ways, but it could happen to me. It could happen to anybody. Wow. As I'm sitting there, I'm picking out a couple of very powerful moments of your story. You're in this just very beautiful space. And while you're in this amazing place with people that you love, right, with people that are, are providing beauty in your wow. life, this person creeps back in, in this moment. And that sounds like it was like your tipping point, of course, as you're explaining to where you realize it's like, even when the individual is not around, they're still an energy vampire. Yes. They don't even have to be in, in proximity of you, but because of all the emotions and everything that they've created through the course of time and these little nitpicky things and the pokes and the controlling aspects of them, that it's like those things are almost like a, I don't know, it's like an autonomous firing mechanism that's within you now at this point to where even when you're having the time of your life, they still show up, even though they don't show up. That's powerful. Right. 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 And, and, you know, throughout most of my life and in my day, you know, I probably didn't notice it as much because like, okay, if I'm going about my day, fine. But in that moment, it was like, oh no, you know, you don't, you don't get to be here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow, I your story is actually beautiful because it was the, even though it was rough in that moment, I'm sure, and all the work following that, you know, if we can unpack that a little bit too, all the work following that was probably pretty horrendous, uh, but still, it was the moment to where it's beautiful. It's like there was a recognition of what was going on, and it's like the start of the creation of something new, which is an amazing time in your life. It's like, uh, there's going to be a lot of work to get to where I need to be, but I love you saying that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It was worth it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if we can take that, I know yours was a business partner, but what were the reasons why I was so rough trying to get out of that relationship? Well, because I was a, a big form of supply for her. You know, I mean, um, without, I try not to give too many details because I don't ever want like this of person course. to back to like, you know, haunt me. But, um, you know, I um, had, you know, so let, let me just say, narcissists never attach themselves to you because you have so little value. They always attach themselves to you because you have so much. Um, and so they always find people who can give them more than what they have. Right. Yeah. So um, they find people who have, you know, better, whatever, uh, especially in business or whatever. They have more 
better talent. Yeah, more talent, better, you know, they're further along in the continuum in whatever way. Uh, and so, and then they figure that they'll attach themselves. They, they, they present themselves in such a way that it makes it seem like they're equals or that they have other things to offer. And then they, they, they rush the relationship so that, it, you know, that you're in to, you know, very quickly. I mean, it's the same way that they are in a romantic relationship too. Uh, in romantic relationships, they're, they want to get married right away. They want to move in right away. And business relationships, it's the same way. They want to partner immediately. They want to, you know, well, it's the same. Um, and um, I don't know if you've ever heard the story of the camel nose under the tent, but um, there's a story of like, the the uh, sheik or whatever is you know in the desert and he's like camps for the night and the camel like pops his nose under the tent and says oh please sir so cold out here can I just put my nose under the tent and um, he's like well I don't really want it but you know I guess so you know and then you know, a little while later, he's like, oh, you know, can I just have my head under the tent? And, you know, the next thing you know, like the entire camel is under the tent, can't get the camel out from the tent. Right. But that's how it is. Right. Like you now suddenly can't get the camel out. Um, and that's how they are. Like they're they're in very quickly and you can't get them out. And that's kind of how it was. And so, um, you know. And then they don't do anything. They end up uh, having, you know, less talent and trying to take credit. And, um, you know, it was all of that. Yeah, sounds like a lot of jealousy in there, too. But they, yeah, oh, very jealous and passive aggressive and stealing money and, you know, all of the things. Yeah, yeah. I was hearing as you were talking, it's almost like a devaluing in a way too. Is that oh, accurate? Because they see you as so much value. Devaluing. Oh, definitely devaluing and the passive aggressive stuff. And, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I try not to even remember most yeah. of it because I try not to live there anymore. But yeah. All yeah, this, no, all that's good. Stuff. You've moved yeah. on in healing and that's, uh, I appreciate you sharing your story too in that because it's a, I'm sure it always is a process to get out of a scenario like this and it's the hard work. But again, at the end, you're like, Oh God, yeah, it was worth it. Oh Lord. Cause I mean, what, what's your life like now without this pull and this energy suck? Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's so much better, so much better. And I, you know, I wish everybody well, I just wish them well, like over there. <laughs> as long as you're not in my field <laughs> i wish you well <laughs> oh, that's hilarious <laughs> goodness so going through this process you have a lot of courses and i think everybody that is in a scenario like this needs to sign up for it because you know from what i've seen and even in my experiences too with business partners and i guess it's really all business partners because it was in the church setting for me and it was also in business business was that i didn't realize for a long time at the beginning that i was in this relationship with a narcissist because it, it, there was always these little good things that I could find about them. 
you know, or especially in the church realm or the business, it was a service industry, you know, a security industry. And I was seeing, it's like, oh, they really want to help people. You know, I can see their heart. I can see the core of them that they really want to just help everybody else that's out there. But then as I started to look through things and, and realize that I needed to get out of this, you're right. It was like almost, it was like towards the end of going through removing myself into being completely out of that scenario is when I would look back and I was like, oh, the whole reason why they did this was really just to bring attention to themselves anyways. The whole reason why, where I thought they wanted to help people was really them just bringing more attention to themselves. And that, that seemed like a tactic. Is, is that true? Well, especially covert narcissists, because, and covert narcissists are definitely drawn more to, to being like pastors and politicians and people like that. Um, because then they can look like they're the good people, yeah, like the yeah. kind people, you know, I mean, and that's what I was dealing with in my business uh, situation. And, and I, we have a family member, my husband and I, um, who's a covert as well. And, you know, everybody thinks they're so wonderful. Um, and the family member that we have to deal with, like, as soon as somebody is sick, like the family member rushes right to the person's side and just is like the first one that shows up. And it, it, it's just so transparent, you know, I mean, because then everybody thinks that this person is absolutely wonderful, but it's really so that they can get the attention for being the first one who shows up. They, they actually use other people's sicknesses and things as an opportunity to get attention for themselves, which is, yeah. Yeah. It's twisted. Very twisted. Yeah. Uh, where's the, where's the point in the getting out to where things start to get easier? Uh, it, because it, it's a lot of hard work. I get that. I've been through it with several business partners now. And so where do you feel that there is the, cause I can't look back because I didn't have the benefit of your knowledge, you know, in that, in what you teach. But when I look back, it's like, where, where did I actually finally feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel? You know, to, to, cause it can seem hopeless for a long time. At least it seemed like that way for me. And I didn't realize that there was light at the end of the tunnel while I was going through it. Is that even possible while you're going through it to see that light? I mean, I think, you know, the, the light almost comes like when you don't even expect it. I, I recently had heard that this former business person that I knew had reached out to a third party, you know, somebody who's kind of tangentially related to people that I know. Um, and, you know, so still trying to poke her way into my world. I've, I've kind of put up very strong boundaries as much as possible, but um, I had heard through the grapevine that this person had, just, you know, tried to reach out. And I, when I had heard that, I actually, my first thought was really. And then I thought, oh, so pathetic. And I just honestly, I felt nothing other than it's it just so sad. And then I felt nothing. And the fact that I felt nothing 
to me was like, wow, I really moved on. That's got to be huge. Yeah. That's got to drive the narcissist insane too, if they know that. Well, I don't know what she knows or doesn't know. And, And the fact that I don't even care. I actually don't even care. Oh, sure. I'm thinking of those individuals who might still be in that relationship to where it's like, you know what? No more. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. And when they go on their tirades or if it's a tirade or they're gaslighting and then you just, it sounds like it could be a strategy for somebody in a narcissistic relationship to where they just let it roll off their shoulders and don't even engage. Or they say, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Or I don't care. And then just kind of walk away. That's got to drive them nuts. Well, it does a hundred percent. And this is what I say to people is like, if you can like basically wipe them from the CPU of your life, you know, going back to your language. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) You can go in there and like, you know, like where they never existed. That would be like the best, you know, where who, what, what was their name again? I, you know, and, and, and absolutely have almost no, no, nothing about it. That's, that's the true winning, honestly. For sure. Can that happen while you're still in the relationship? I mean, I mean, you know, I guess you'd have to define what is in the relationship. What does that mean? Married, still in the business partnership, still connected to them at some point. No, you you, got to be, you know, still married. No. Um, But, you know, if you're, if you, you know, still in a business relationship, probably not. But, you know, if you're related to them, like maybe it's an extended family member, you know, you might be able to have strong enough boundaries where you can, you know, figure out a way to coexist by seeing them at certain functions and, and be able to um, figure it out. Um, but it's, it's still married. Definitely not. What's the biggest way that you help people? Cause I, I don't know if we got into that before, because I, I see your heart, you know, cause it, it, to, for me, from what I observe of you in our conversations and you mentioned your authenticity, it's almost as if you went through this junk in your life. And I share that perspective too, to where you don't want to see, or at least try to minimize as many people who go through it out there, out in the world, or at least if they're going through it, try to help them out of it. You know, what really, really drives you to to just reach out to everybody and be like, Hey, there's hope. Yeah, that that's what drives me. Honestly, I feel like I'm on a personal mission. It's like my crusade. (laughs) I feel like I, like everything in my life has happened. Like I, all of my law practice, my negotiation skills, everything that I gained as a lawyer, and then dealing with narcissists in my own life all of it happened and came together for a reason uh and then i've been given the gifts that i've been given as as far as my um my power to communicate and and you know all of that i think um all came together for a reason i think that 
you know, I, I know that I've helped a lot of people and I think that that's why I'm on the planet right now is that I'm supposed to be doing this. I love it. I've really been trying to tap into the human side of you today because I, I, I see you, you know, I, I follow you, you just like you follow me and everything's always like, I, I love your demeanor on your content because you are just like so matter of fact and cut and dry. It's like, this is who these people are and th you've got to wake up and this is how you get out of the situation. Don't worry, there's hope. And I mean, it's just so incredible the way that you come across so confident. You're right. Your ability to communicate is amazing. But I, I see you and I'm like, there's a soft side to you too. And that's really the reason that I see that you're doing this and it's amazing. I'm going to encourage you. I mean, we're, we're friends at this point. Let that show oh, <laughs> what you do because it, it's incredible. You know, it's because it, everyone who's listening, it's like, you've got to follow Rebecca because one, she's going to help you get out of the bad situation. Well, first you'll help them recognize that they're in a bad situation. Right? <laughs> that's the first part, but then you'll also help them get out of that bad situation. But the place you come from is just so pure and clean. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, I mean, I think the people who follow me, um, you know, who are my regular people, they, they've heard all of these stories yeah. before they do know. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if they find you on Instagram, which is pretty much where I see all of your content, you know, for the most part, it's just like, man, you are just, you're spitting truth fire all <laughs> over the place. You know, it's, it's incredible. I love it. Thank you. That's awesome. So, Leaving people with this, please, if they feel that they're in a bad relationship, one, we've already established that they're not crazy, right? Because they, they've been gaslit to the point to where they're made to think that way, but it's okay, you're not crazy. After they recognize that, what's the first step for them to actually make a change? Well, definitely create a plan. Um, I actually, the podcast, not my YouTube videos, but the podcast interview that I just published this past Monday was actually an interview that I did with one of my former clients, Lorraine Carlone. She's not somebody famous. She doesn't have like millions of followers. She's just a former client who was willing to tell her story. She was married to a malignant crazy narcissist and she's willing to tell her story listen to her story she actually tried to leave once without a plan and had to go back and he made her life a living hell don't make that mistake really you, you have to create a plan so I, I i do encourage people once you have figured it out you know, that's why I created the Slay program. I have Slay for Divorce. I have Slay for Business. In my Slay for Divorce program, I actually walk you through how to create strategy, how to create leverage. But in the strategy section, I actually lay it out step by step, how to create a plan, all the things you need to do before you leave, if you are going to leave. So have a plan. So, you know, I do encourage you if that is um, where you are in the process, have a plan before you decide to just leave. Don't just leave. You know, if you are in an abusive situation and you do need to get out right away, then you know, go to a shelter or something like that. Um, you know, get yourself to a place where you will be safe. But 
if if that if you're not in a situation like that, then have a plan. I love it. Everyone can follow Rebecca at Rebecca Zung on Instagram and your YouTube channel. Just search Rebecca Zung in there. All of your stuff will come up. It's beautiful. And to get your programs, what's the website everyone can go to? Slayyournegotiation.com or you can go to Rebecca Zung. I do have a free a free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet that people can grab um, if they would like. It's a free ebook, um, and they can just go to winmynegotiation.com and grab that. It's a really easy URL to remember. Just winmynegotiation.com. That's awesome. I'm going to head out there too. I just want to I just want to look at it because I'm sure it would have helped me in my scenario to go too. Yes. That's awesome. Rebecca, you're amazing. Thanks for being a good friend, an amazing guest, and just an awesome human for helping so many people. Thank you. Thank you for having me.